Hey folks, this is Bailey from Bankless Wargaming. Hey, this is Heath with Team Table War Hawaii. And welcome to the Path to Redemption, the Warhammer 40,000 Dark Angels podcast. Our aim is to provide Dark Angels with the, ta- the tactical and hobby skills that they need in order to enjoy this wonderful hobby of ours. And today we are joined by a very special guest. Alan Percival is here. He is the 27th best Dark Angels player in the world, according to the ITC, and the 6th best in the United Kingdom. Plus, he administrates the competitive Dark Angels Facebook slash meta group. Welcome, Alan. Hi there. How's it going? Well, um, I think we ran into you in a conversation on on the Dark Angels uh, 40k competitive Facebook page, and it was like, man, this this was an interesting conversation and got a lot of interesting things to say. So uh, we invited you on, and uh, we've been talking a lot about Ravenwing in the last couple weeks, or last couple months, I guess, and uh, you've had some success with Deathwing, so I guess we thought it was a great opportunity to revisit how Deathwing are doing in the current meta and see what you're doing that everyone else isn't. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a tough a tough spot, Deathwing, to be honest. But I think I think having played them a lot, that there's still legs to them. Just mm-hmm. yeah, the Excellent. lots of stubborn defiance was kind of a took out one of the one of the legs to the four legged stool. So it still balances. You just got to be careful. It's it's the yeah. the three secondaries they lost: stubborn defiance um, to the last, last yeah. and whatever the one was where you got three and more stranglehold. Thank you. Stranglehold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were the three go-tos that scored you eighty to ninety, even on a even on a loss sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was hard. And I think a lot of people left at that point um, and went Ravenwing. And I think a lot of people are doing really well with Ravenwing. Yeah. Well, before we get into that, um, we have an interesting meta watch to pop off. Um, so I don't know if anybody recognizes the name Stu Black. He is the lead designer for the for Warhammer Forty Thousand, and he played in a grand tournament this uh, this last month. <laughs> um, yep. so he played uh, an Ultramarine successor called Iron Hawks, uh, which was Bolter Fusilades and Master Artisans. And how did he do? The answer was oh. not well. Then, then you would be correct. Um, so briefly tell you what this guy had, what he had in his list. Uh, so I said, Ultramarine Successors looks like a battalion, a Phobos Librarian with Tenebrous Curse and Hallucinate. So that's the yeah. uh, Tenebrous Curse the is the movement restriction one. Spell. And, and the minus the... one to hit, yeah. Yeah. Then a Primaris Captain. Uh, that was the, so he had a Mastercrafted Stalker Bolt Rifle and Rights of War. And then... One squad of ten infiltrators, three squads of five intercessors, a redemptor dreadnought, another redemptor dreadnought, uh, and then one, two, three squads of six inceptors, and then an eliminator squad. So, so what's the rights of war for? I mean, what's he? I don't know. To maybe, with that many troops, maybe the maybe the dreadnoughts. Or the or the the HQ itself. I mean the but, the um, the successor the successor um, abilities aren't bad for shooting. True line. True. Uh, you know, re-roll a hit with your redemptors. That's going to be good. Uh, presumably, they've got bolters in them as well. Well, yeah, um, they've all got the storm bolters, right? <clears throat> you can have storm bolters or grenade launchers. Usually, you go to storm bolters, though. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. 
Especially if you're an ultra rate and you want to stay in the tactical doctrine. Yeah, yeah. But... Plus, he has uh, that Overwatch stratagem. Mm-hmm. The Overwatch stratagem is really good. Uh, the redeploy stratagem, but what would you do? Deploy really aggressively with your Redemptors and then redeploy them if you go if you go second, I guess. I would usually see that with like the the Invictor the, the... war suits. Yeah, <clears throat> so you could just put them right in the face. But yeah, like there's not a lot like well. The in, I mean, the Inceptors, it looks like it looks like Bolter Inceptors because they're only 240 points per squad, which makes sense because the whole list is built around Bolters. But... And, and that's his only real punch, but he's got nothing to support the punch. The punch. No um, no chapter tactics to support it. I mean, his, his characters really. aren't melee, so they're not going to go and support him. So he's a gunline in a non-gunline meta with non-gunline missions. Yeah, it's a tough it's a tough list. Um I mean it's an interesting concept. <laughs> I got I got wrecked by an army by a list very similar to this back in the end of eighth edition, which did the hey, I've got all these interceptors with bolters, but they're you know imperial fists, and then they can do the thing that turns them also into crimson fists, so they double explode sixes and everything just melts. Uh but Ugh. this doesn't have that level of output. But with eighth edition, so, um I only only rejoined back in the end of eighth, something having played as a yeah. kid but in eighth edition scoring was at the end of the game right so you basically well, shot everything off the board and then moved and scored is that right right well it was it was at right. the end of the turn so so itc was still a progressive score but it was okay. like so the basic format was you had to kill one unit and hold one objective per turn for your basic and then if you whoever killed more or held more at the end of the battle round got an additional you know incentive point so but yeah like you know ultimately if you just table your opponent you're going to hold everything. So, yeah. Um, there, there. I mean, there are some... I don't know, man. Like, you'd think this, that the, 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 boss, the boss himself would have some insight, but um, zero and five. Zero and five. But this is what I think, you know, Games Workshop kind of envisions the standard Marine list to be. And in a different meta, it might not be that bad. Do you yeah. mean shock tactics hasn't fixed them? I mean, is that is that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, too soon, too soon. Shock, shock, <laughs> shock, no, shock tactics, not shock assault. Shock tactics, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. Yep. The thing is, the the <clears throat> Coventry GTs won by UKTC, which is the uh, they win the uh, LGT, which is the second largest event in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And they use their own. Well, I, I can't remember where the, where the train's from, but it's but we 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 call it the UKTC terrain. It's really good terrain, but. It, doesn't particularly support good lines. Uh, there's lots of ruins to hide in. Uh, there's usually uh, ruined walls in the middle, so lots of minus one to shoot if you're kind of mm. shooting through good yeah. lines. <sighs> you know, melee armies can use ruins to get close and then charge, uh, potentially even ignoring Overwatch because you can charge out of ruins. It's it's not the sort of train I'd want to take a pure gun line army. I mean, something like Tau, where you can kind of move and shoot in combat and things, yeah, but not good line marines. Yeah, I mean, if this had Gilliman in it, maybe it'd be a different story. But I don't know. I've um, I can see that. Yeah, he's he's a game anyway. changer. Yeah, anyway, that's just the. Uh, once again, it's it's unique to see you know someone of that of that caliber in the inside the design studio play in a game, and so it's worth remarking about. But yeah, Z- shock zero five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's yeah. Well, so his. Uh, <clears throat> So first game was 18 points, second was 54, third was 47, 
fourth was 54, last was 47. So, and who was the last game against? Uh, Daniel Bradbury. Uh, the list was Chaos Knights. Looks like uh, okay. three big and a bunch of small. Abominant Despoiler, Rampager, and then two Carnivores and three Stalkers. So I can see yeah. why he went zero four to that point, probably. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Bolt Bolters are not going to deal well with with knights. Mm-mm. No, yeah. no, they're not. No, they are not. So, yeah. Okay. Well, and I guess one last thought about Meta Watch from having done the research this month is that Blood Angels lists are the only Space Marine lists that I've seen that are the Loyalist Marine lists that are placing high and the things that are getting them there are the death company the sanguinary guard and i'm assuming vanguard vets which as a point of contention for me as a dark angels player for us as dark angels players that we can't run vanguard vets because we have company vets and there's no way to put jump packs on those company vets and i've been salty about this the entire time because it would be so much fun to have jump pack lightning claw storm shield guys running around like everybody else but no we're not allowed to so i i don't know that's an observation i've made you give that up for like deathwing and ravenwing but yeah go ahead yeah no no sorry sorry i was gonna say the um the blood angels list don't tend to use them they tend to just go with the sanguinary guard and the death company the death company because they've got a great secondary whereas they kill things with the death company they score but also if they die with death company they score so they kind of score either way and sanguinary yeah. guard are just are just ridiculous damage two weapons you know effectively they've all got yeah. mastercrafted power swords you know two, you know two up um, armor with armor up, so, contempt. yeah and they get yeah. to choose where they fight mm-hmm. they get to they set the pace they, they do yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah um i so <clears throat> the tournament i went to last month uh the only so I, I went two and one the only game i dropped was into space wolves uh, mostly because he out he outsped me. Everything had jump packs, and the things that didn't have jump packs were Thunderwolves and Wolfen that moved like eight inches. Um, I killed everything. I, I I set a trap in a little path or a pass for you know everything okay. charged into five Deathwing Knights and then popped line unbreakable. Nothing got to fight. I fell back and then just annihilated everything with plasma and eradicator fire, but. But that point, I had sw- you know I swung the you know the trading pieces. I just couldn't get to all the objectives. It was a hold two, hold three mission. So, space wolves can be real killy if you can get them there. Uh, but I don't know. So, oh, yeah, we, he we've lost Alan's voice. He got he bumped. Oh, I'm back. Oh, yeah, there you, you go. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, sorry, I muted to cough and I thought I'd unmuted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, funny enough, I was uh, at a game playing my Space Wolves earlier against Bloody Rose. Oh, so nice. uh, I kind of dusted them off and have a go. And they, they're so killy. And the fact that they can heroically intervene and it really catches people out because you've got the strat where you can do it six inches, which is free with a character. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, yep. And it just, you know, and of course, you've got the thing where doesn't matter if the opponent didn't charge at the end of their charge phase, as long as you've got someone within six inches. Yep, let's go and join that fight. Yep, yep they're going to jump in. So, <clears throat> yeah, they and the the way that their warlord traits work, where like if their character gets a charge, now everything has an aura of advance and charge and rerolls. Um, and then they have that one relic that makes everything fight last, uh, which is not oh, just yeah. a character; it's you can put it on a unit. 
is is real is real tasty. So I, I had a chance at winning that game. Um, I was basically after I did my big trap and I killed everything in this one little path. I had four centurions left that were going to move over to the next objective over and then punch his redemptor dreadnought to death. So I, but I, uh, I went to cast righteous repugnance on them so they could reroll everything, but it got denied. And I just didn't even think, cause I was like so excited. I was going to get this to happen. And I could have just moved my librarians or Ezekiel six inches and been able to, uh, cast repugnance ah. without the opportunity for deny didn't got denied. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, yeah, the centurions did not, did not kill the dreadnought and space wolves dreadnoughts and the assault doctrine uh are not to be trifled with he killed all five yeah, of those yeah. all five centurions just go oh man and that flipped everything but anyway that's a that's a lesson for another day so uh man all right well alan i guess we can jump into the our, our main segment uh i think you mentioned that you started playing 40k when you were when you were younger what caused you to get out and what caused you to get back in um so I got out because I moved out from home, basically. When I was 18, yeah. I moved out um, and didn't really have the space or time to play. Um, I found at one point a local group that played uh, Fantasy Battles. I got back into that about 5th, 6th edition. So I played Fantasy Battle for a little while and then sort of left that group, stopped playing. Um, I bought the 6th edition set, which is where Dark Angels first came from. Um uh, I bought that with my wife, so we, the idea was we were going to paint up an army each and have a little game, but turned out she wasn't interested um, when we sort of got to that stage. She's a, you know, we we, we live role play, we role play, we board game, so right. war gaming yeah, was kind worth, of worth worth a punt, yeah. It was worth a punt, but it wasn't it wasn't yeah. there. So so we never, I never actually played sixth, and then that kind of went away again. And then when my son turned about eight he found some of the miniatures and went oh daddy what's this and i was like oh okay i can nice. show you mm -hmm. uh i found a very cheap space wolf army online bought it for him uh painted up the chaos half of uh sixth edition played a few games painted up the dark angels bought a few more stuff and it kind of spiraled out from there and then uh my, then i got my brother into it he started playing very competitively so i started playing very competitively and yep. we kind of went to a tournament and and it all kind of went from there, really. Yeah, no, I feel you. I I played so when I when I was uh, you know, my first duty station in the Navy. One of my roommates played, got me into it. We played for a couple years, and then I left, <clears throat> moved away. You know, moved to Hawaii, and then you don't have a whole lot of time to play when you're on a submarine working. You know, hundred hour weeks and spending two hundred fifty days a year at sea. But uh, so. I, Couple years later, I go back to shore duty, and that's when fifth edition 40k was out. So I picked, oh, jump back into it, and then I think sixth edition came out right as I went back to another boat. Never, like, nope, <laughs> never had time. And I got back in, you know, two submarines later, you know, when eighth edition came out, and uh, it's just been going for it ever since. But so you're telling me there's it. no room for a six by four table on a submarine? No, there's not. <laughs> the, the tables. <laughs> Uh, you could, you know, there's, there's not, you can, I mean, I can see you playing kill team these days, but you just honestly, you just don't have enough time. There's, you're, you're, it's, you're really busy. You're really busy. There's not, there's not that much time, but, um, yeah, the, no, it, it's been a, it's been a good, you know, just kind of like jump from addition to addition, seeing what changed. 
And uh, from what I understand, skipping sixth and seventh edition was probably a good way to preserve my sanity and and investment in the game. I've so. read the rules for both of them, <laughs> and you know, obviously, people who play Horus Heresy will probably know seventh edition quite well because obviously that's where that comes from. Yeah, and you know, I like some of the way you know, like the vehicle things work and the facings and the glancing blows and the armor and things like that. But it's just it's overly complex for a D six war game. Um, yeah, I feel you. And having read 6th edition, and then when I started, was at the end of 8th edition, the difference was just massive. Huh. You know, things like playing Warhammer Fantasy Battle, playing early 40k, even the weapon skill, where, what's your weapon skill? Yeah. What's my weapon skill? Compare them. Look on this table. You know, compare strength, yeah. compare toughness. Look on this table. Just getting rid of all that just speeds things up so massively. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the blast template, everything, <clears throat> and scattered ice, and yeah. No, it's... Oh, yeah, I I, 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 definitely <laughs> prefer, I definitely prefer the 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 basic rule set from eighth edition and on. So, all right, well, what made you? Uh, did you start the competitive Dark Angels Facebook page, or did you did you come in later as an admin? No, I came in later. Um, there's a guy called Sid who starts it. Sid Sid who? Um, he, I think he used to play Dark Angels competitively. Now, I think he's the uh, the world or UK top-ranked uh, Imperial Knight player. So he's also got oh, nice. that page. And I think having kind of gone more Knights than Dark Angels, he wanted someone to kind of help with the Dark Angels page. And I was very, very um, uh, uh, you know, I was a regular user there and commenting mm. regularly and posting regularly. And he sort of just commented, messaged me and said, hey, would you like to admin the page? And I was like, yeah, I would actually. Seems, and then seems I kind legit. of <laughs> yeah, and then I kind of took it over and thought, you know, there's lots of conversations happening, which is great, but I'd quite like to steer conversations so that we talk about different stuff in a bit more depth rather than just the odd sort of thing here and there. Because I've picked up so much from that page, so much. And I thought, let's do a topic of the week where we focus on one thing and it's a, we just tear it to pieces so that in future when people come across and kind of go, what you know what's this all about and go right there's a post about it go and have a look you know there's 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 you know 40 comments where we go into in-depth detail about why this works why it doesn't work how you'd use this how you wouldn't use it hmm. um, can you nice. give me can you give me an example of one of those so the first one was uh, belial is he worth taking interesting okay what was the what was the consensus no <laughs> no. <laughs> no and my my first ever competitive dark angels list had belial because i'm like He's he's like the first the first company captain, right? Right. He's the Terminator captain. I'm playing Deathwing. I've got Terminators. Of course, I want Belial. What's this? He hits on twos. Great. He wounds on twos. Brilliant. You know, against anything that isn't a vehicle, he wounds on twos. He's Flat minus three one damage. Yeah. Minus one to hit. Minus one damage. Minus one to damage as well. You know, he's he's death he's de a death guard. Yeah, with a three damage sword. Fantastic. But he gets four base attacks. He's yeah. slow. You can never yeah. get him where you want to get him. And then I had a couple of frustrating tournament games where where uh, wily opponents, when I was kind of putting him up front and central, they were charging him and the unit he was stood next to, positioning themselves an inch away from both, and then piling in away from him. So he was then out of engagement range, and of course couldn't heroically intervene because it was past the, the past charge phase. Point, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant, mm. absolutely fantastic tattoo, but I just got to the stage where he just wasn't pulling his weight. 
so many armies, you know, deny you rerolls. And actually, you know, the chaplain gives rerolls. Uh, Ezekiel gives rerolls. Asriel gives rerolls and CP. And CP. Yeah. Lazarus gives rerolls and mortal wound protection. Yeah. Uh, just really, at the end of the discussion pretty much was uh, there wasn't really a place for him in competitive. Competitive uh, Deathwing lists or Dark Angel lists. So I hadn't I hadn't seen that post. I came into <coughs> to these things later. But is there do you just to just to pile on and belabor the point, <clears throat> do you think there's any point in taking advantage of the fact that you can have Azrael and Belial in the same list and get two chapter master rerolls? So I guess it depends on what sort of list you're bringing. Um for Deathwing, no. To be fair, uh, when looking at Deathwing, I look at what HQs I need, and it's a jump chaplain, and it's Ezekiel. Okay. End of story. Okay. I can't Fair bring enough. a third, so 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 done. In other lists, yeah, potentially. You know, if you know, I've got an experimental list that I want to try. I'm just building the models at the moment, where I'm going to win two blocks of ten Hellblasters, uh, one Love assault it. Hellblasters, and one heavy Hellblasters. The heavy one at the back, the assault one going forward. So I could see a chapter master with each one of those. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. The plan actually is to win the Redemptor with the Assault and use Wisdom of the Ancients to give them the Rewell ones uh, and keep a chapter master at the back with the heavies. Now, I'm not suggesting this is competitive, <laughs> but I want to try it and see what happens. I'm <laughs> telling you, though, Hellblaster, big blocks of Hellblasters get a lot of work done. Like a yeah. lot of people... And the, I, think, I think the heavy Hellblasters let's get, um, are... One of the problems I had with my green wing list was that it had a real hard time hitting past twenty four inch range, and a big block of ten heavy hellblasters might 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 do that. But, and what are they? Is it damage three on the they're, overcharge? They're damage two flat. They're strength eight, yeah. damage two base, nine three on the overcharge, nine four with weapons on the dark the, age. with weapons, which is nuts. So yeah, they'll they'll do it, and they can go thirty six inches. So yeah. that is a great counterfire point. And of course, hitting on twos as long as they don't move. Yep. Rerolling ones if you've got someone next to you, so hopefully you're you're not exploding too often. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's take that opportunity and roll straight into what your what your current list is. Um, so, could you just briefly go over what your most recent GT list was? So my recent GT list, I've changed it slightly since then, um, but the linchpin is definitely the jump chaplain. Um, okay. <clears throat> now the jump chaplain can be used in two different ways but for Deathwing I use him for just buffing that's what he's there for he's there to provide multiple wound protection which admittedly Lazarus can do as well but he also gives me plus two to charge which is massive yeah um and he gives me the extra uh piling and consolidate which again is massive you've got five inch terminators you know if you roll well you can you know I've had a 14 inch charge before you know which is crazy but then you kill what you kill <laughs> And then you're 12 further inches up the board. You know? Yeah. Suddenly your five-inch Terminators have moved 26 inches. I mean, okay, not often. But they can move far. You know, that extra movement should not be should not be ignored. What I tend to do with him is he will jump ahead of the Terminators and then the Terminators charge around him to kind of keep him safe. It's risky. Terminators fail the charge. He's in the middle of, of nowhere. But if you don't do that, they're outside his aura. Mm -hmm. Um I did try a Terminator chaplain at one point, but again, I just, I just find what happens often is you fail your charge with your, you know, your character, 
your Terminator's run off and you've got a character sat at the back, you know, doing nothing in the middle, get shot to pieces, etc. So I think I think that's always kind of one of the problems I have with maneuvering <coughs> the Deathwing list is you know, the the way that you organize that little death the combat blob <clears throat> is well, yeah, your characters have to be where they be. And then once the the Terminators charge, now they're outside of his range. And so either A, they're outside the range of his uh his buffs for the rerolls for for uh, litany of hate and they're out and then the next turn they're out of the range to provide character screening so i think yeah moving him ahead and then getting a charge and just kind of planning around that is is pretty smart um it's, it's also what i do with the, the the next thing i bring is the apocryphy ravenwing apocryphy mm-hmm. and he does the same because I, he has the reliquy of the repentance yep um and if the opponent have a four plus invulnerable save, whether it's a character, whether it's Death Guard, whatever, he moves up within three inches. So their their invulnerable saves now five up, which means my chain fists are probably going to take them to that five up. Um, but again, it's risky. I've now got two characters, you know, in yeah. front of my lines. If that charge doesn't happen with plus two. Um, then, then I'm screwed. And I wouldn't really do that if it was going to be a long charge. You know, if it's going to be a, if it was going to be a risky charge, I'd probably keep two units and, and try with one. And if that one gets in, then then think about what I'm doing next. But if it's a charge of, you know, eight or nine inches with plus two and a CP reroll, yeah, that's 50, 50, 50, 50 odds in a reroll. So call it twenty five, you know, seventy five to seventy eight percent chance of success. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and the other thing with the chaplain is, you know, I, I usually take martial interdiction. I usually secret agenda it. Yep. And, you know, uh, he's only got a, I, I don't, I don't really spend money, uh, a CP on relics for him. He's, I, I'm, I'm not making him a fighter character. He doesn't have a uh, mantra of strength. Um, so he's, you know, he's not really the smash chaplain, which is the other way of building him. But, I can jump in where I need to be. I can get him next to a character and I can hit it. And, you know, that could get me martial interdiction in some cases, depending on what the character is. So he does have that extra utility. He can also do things like towards the end of the, you know, towards, towards the end of the game, he might raise a banner. If I've got nothing better to do. Yeah. I might yeah. advance him to the other end of the board and take an objective that's been left, you know, depending on what's happening. So he's got utility. The Ravenwing Apocryphy, even more so, because you can do the double move thing. And mm-hmm. suddenly he's the other side of the board and he's, he's you know, he's on a uh, an objective that's been left, probably if it's like sticky objectives or something and they've kind of moved off. Um, and it's one thing we don't have in Deathwing is speed. So having those two characters with speed, you know, is, is, is essential in, in my book. And the second HQ I, I mentioned earlier is Ezekiel. Yeah. I would rather have a jump pack, chapel, a jump, jump pack librarian, if I'm quite honest. But the points cost difference, you know, and you've got to make him so master, yeah. you know. It's so so, so it's, it's, it's more points. <clears throat> it's more CP spent. It, and frankly, Ezekiel's so cheap, you know, and he gets the built-in plus one to cast. He the gets... built-in plus uh, one attack, yeah. Uh, built-in plus one attack for, for, for long combats. Plus one deny at, at full range, not just your psychic hood 12-inch yep. range, um, which catches people out. Um, his sword is actually quite good. You know, he's transhuman. Um, he's got depending on where you, 
he's got two up armor for some reason. Yeah. He's also got a 25 millimeter base, unless your tournament says otherwise. That's the base he's still currently sold it. So actually, you can get him into really tiny little gaps and hide him quite well, and 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 kind of oh, get nice. him in the middle of your troops. Um, and yeah, he, he, you know, he, I don't often get him into melee. I don't want to risk him, but you know, he's uh, he's there for. And, and all his spells are useful. I'm constantly flip-flopping between which spells I take. Um, the one I recently had but dropped was Remove Auras. Because, again, there's so many auras out there that are so are so useful. But I've now gone for Fights Last, um, Reroll Hits and Wounds, and Remove Obsec. Because Remove Obsec can be quite clutch. You know, that can, oh, that yeah. can win you points. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's <clears throat> Mindworm, Engulfing Fear, and Righteous Repugnance. Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, the so the the Mindworm, I agree. I've so I've I've tended on Ezekiel towards Mindworm, uh, Righteous Repugnance, and Aversion because for those long combats where I get stuck in, um, um, I see one thing units you got coming up as an Ancient with Pen and Remembrance. Um, I don't have the CP to take that in my version of this, but the aversion to put the minus one to hit and the minus one attack if they manage to come in, you can really make a... What, what do you think about that in terms of like making the Deathwing more survivable in those long protracted combats? It's a, it's it's Yeah, it's good, but we are quite survivable anyway. So for me, that's quite low priority. And which spell okay. are you dropping? Um, engulfing Fear, the 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 drop obsec. Obsec, yeah. The thing is, because yeah. I, I'm in a block of 10 knights, so they've not got obsec. But even when I do have, so normally I'd win, I'd win some of the terminators up with them to, to, you know, just get one on the objective so, so they grant upset. Yeah. But we're on forty millimeter bases. You know, if the opponent want to swamp that objective and take it off us, yeah. they're probably gonna, you know, they can just sit an inch away and, and just swamp it with with you know twenty five mil bases and they're gonna take it off us. Um. So removing their chance to do that, just saying no, you're not having obsec. That this is my objective. You know. Um, right. It's one of the reasons I don't like shot tactics because I tend to form a triangle and hold three objectives. I don't give them up. I don't yeah. let the opponent take the objective off me. So shot tactics is never going to work for me because I'm not going to do that. Oh, you've taken it. I've taken it. You've taken it. I've taken it. If you've taken that objective off me, you've probably destroyed 10, 15 Terminators and I've lost the game. Yeah, that's that's I, I that that objective doesn't fit for the Deathwing style of play. For Ravenwing, it's a different story. Sure. Because I could trade 90 point. 90 point bike squads to you all day long. But yeah, if you kill 300 points of the Terminators on objective, um, I'm not, I'm not investing in you doing that to, for my success. Cause it's not, I'm not going to come out ahead on that trade. Um, okay. So we got Ezekiel, we got a chaplain. Um, you mentioned 10, a big brick of 10 Deathwing Knights. Uh, and I assume the Knight Master is marked for command. So he's got the Mastercrafted flail. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a trick I picked up off, uh, I think a uh, YouTube channel called Winter's SEO. I think he took it mm-hmm. in his tournament list. Oh, yeah, we know him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just looking at it going, oh, it's two damage, but it overflows. Okay. Three damage and it overflows. Wow. Now we're talking. Now um, we're talking. Because, you know, even more than the fact it overflows, it just means one failed save. And against one wound models, that's it. It's three dead. You know, and yep. I've got to feel no pains. You know, they don't keep getting saves. Yeah, you've, one you've already save, you... gone through all that, and it's just... Yeah. no, <clears throat> And, yeah. you know, effectively, I've got Thunderhammers and Chain Fists. It's not an anti-horde list. So to have one character who can go, oh, you're a horde, are you? Right, okay. I'm just right. going to mow you down. 
um, yeah. is is you know is handy and it seems weird because there are so many good relics that just go oh just mastercraft you know it sounds like a bad idea but it's not <laughs> yeah i've been i've been doing that for basically every time i take deathwing knights that guy gets a mastercraft because if you end up in combat in the you know um surprise like i played against votan for the first time and uh there i was like oh this is gonna be super useful they have one you know a horde of one wound models but turns out that little apothecary that can you know ignore one failed save just basically negates this guy but oh, um yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got to go with the hammers first and then make because it has to be the first failed save and then you bring the, roll the mastercrafted flail in and it yeah, just yeah. it starts going down but 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 the stats of it are so weird because it has more ap than the than the, the yeah. maces but only strength yeah. six yeah so there'll be many games like if i'm playing against knights he'll be my first casualty yeah. Like, Once again, yeah, you've got the option. It doesn't matter. Like, what's you know, what's the thing that you need to succeed in this game, right? Do I need the hammers? Okay, cool. You know, sergeant takes the hit. You know, is this? Do I need to get this guy into combat with like Necron warriors or something? If anyone's still playing those, it just <laughs> gone, just wipes them out. So, but ten? Why? Why ten Deathwing knights? Why not five? Because they're the target. That's what everyone shoots at. That's the threat. That's that's the crazy thing that people are like, oh my god, you're going to get 10 near me and they're going to panic. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are going to get the minus one damage. They're the ones that are going to get the Ezekiel and the Chaplain running with them. And people are going to be scared because they're going to go, what's their threat range? You know, it's potentially 17 inches with plus two to charge. And actually, if you kill one, that's less than, it's more than that because bring I, can, it back to life. I yeah. can bring it back and bring it back closer. You can't ignore them. Five, you could focus down five. Yeah, you know that's true. And and I need to make sure that if someone's trying to focus them down, they've got to work really, really hard on it. If they don't kill them, I'll just bring them back. I'll just bring them back. I'll just bring them back. You know. Um, yeah, and they're cheap now. They went down in points. They're as cheap as a thunder hammer shield, Deathwing Terminator. Yeah. And they get an extra two to hit because they're hitting on twos and they're not getting the minus one. Yep. How often it's do you find yourself powerful. using their uh, their stratagem? Almost never. Still- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good stra- it's a good stratagem. Yeah. I just generally speaking, they just kill everything they hit anyway. I guess you know, when you've got like- ten of them, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, but, but even but even without turn, I mean, I played against uh, at this particular GT. I played against knights, and he had that thing where he turned all his weapons into mortal wounds. He fired his entire army at my knights turn one Ew. and killed eight of them. Right, I got one back. Had three knights left, and they still managed to win rampage. You know, hmm. but oh, then <laughs> you know he's got to think: what do I target now? Do I target those three knights or that block of ten? With chain fists, yeah, because oh, I win yeah, two yeah. more blocks of ten. So yeah. there's, there's never a good answer for you know yeah. when your opponent's prioritized. There's never a good answer of of what do I target, and and that's why I do it. I win big bricks. I do combat squad from time to time, but I never combat squad the knights. Okay, so they're your they're your like I put them in the front. They're going to move to the middle of the board. They take all the buffs, and they're just like, look, this is the thing that you're going to have to deal with. If you don't yep. deal with it, it will charge you and beat you death, beat you to death. If you do deal with it, then all the rest of my Terminators are unimpeded. Yep, exactly. Okay. It's your, it's your, it's your, it's your distraction can't affect, except it actually hits Does a lot, a lot of harder. damage. 
Yeah, I guess I guess <laughs> these days Carnifex is actually do do pretty do do okay. Maybe we can maybe we killers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they're not distraction card effects anymore. I don't know. Okay, uh, so but you, but you mentioned you mentioned the ancient. Uh, yep. Obviously, the pennon of remembrance with the minus one damage. Yep. Yep. Massive. Um, but what I also do with him is I try and keep him near some uh, normal terminators with cyclone missile launchers. So what I tend to do if a combat squad. I'll win the knights and five terminators up to an objective because the terminators will give them obsec. So the fact they don't have obsec doesn't matter. As long as they get one on the objective, they're obsec. Mm-hmm. The reason why I keep the ancient near them as well is because what what happens when they take fire is I kill off the cyclone missile launcher first. Okay. He's then got a fifty fifty chance of firing that cyclone missile launcher on death. It's the opponent's oh, turn, yeah. so he hasn't moved, so he hits on twos. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. And I then like I bring that. him back. <laughs> yep. Yeah, then you bring him back. Yeah. So I see I like you. That. You don't. Uh, do you make him the chapter ancient, or just leave him as the regular ancient? So I've made him the chapter ancient in my new list. Okay. 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 We'll talk about that in a bit then. Yeah. 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 Why we would set a decision. Okay. Um. So let's talk about the your big bricks of terminators. I see three terminator bricks here. Yeah. So there's the knights, and then two identical bricks. The bricks have two cyclones, um, and I think in my old list it was two uh, shields, and the rest chain fists. So I see uh, the stormbolter power sword. Yeah, one. Yeah, apart, apart from the apart from the sergeant, obviously with the power sword. So I keep the sergeant with the power sword because he's cheap, and he's he's chaff. He's a chaff killer again. We don't have a lot of chaff killings. Having a having a power sword. Yeah, high AP. You know. Lots of mm-hmm. lots of one damage, fine. Um, originally, I dropped the shields and I brought them back. And I dropped the shields because when AOC came out, everyone was like, "Drop the shields! Drop the shields! You don't need shields. You're a two up. You know, you can be a one up in cover. You don't need the shields. You do need the shields." There is so much AP four and AP five stuff out there; it's untrue. And they've got nothing better to shoot at. They haven't got a tank to shoot at. They haven't got a dreadnought to yeah. shoot at. They've got terminators to shoot at. They've got Terminators the punch in the face. You'd need the shields. So I put two in. Um, and they they tend to sit in ruins where I can, so I kind of trail them behind. So they want a naught up save in ruins. Yeah. You know, Zero up um, save is great. <laughs> it's, I like it. Yeah. And, you know, they, they tank the hits. Um, and then again, if I need them, I bring them back. Um, if a combat squad, uh, I tend to put them both in the same squad. Because what I'll do is I'll, I'll I'll probably teleport in just five Stormbolt or Chain Fists as a bit of a distraction somewhere, because you can't ignore that. Mm-hmm. Um, it also means, you know, if, if I've got five in Deep Strike, the enemy have to deal with it. They have to, you know, they have to scream me out. They have to put things at the back, so it's less the footprint. Uh, but I'm not too worried about them. I mean, you know, five Terminators is expensive, but they do a lot just for being there. So I'm not too bothered what happens to them. So I keep the shields where they need to be. Um, well, and if you deep strike in five guys with storm bolters, you can deathwing assault them. And if there's chaff somewhere, you're just picking up chaff everywhere you go. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. But it, it's one of those odd ones, though, because you know, it, depending where you're deep striking, you don't want right. to shoot the thing that's that perhaps is the only thing you can see. Yeah, because if you shoot, them, you want to charge it. Stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to. Yeah, you exactly, want to be able to yeah. charge it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you don't rely on that charge. 
I mean, I quite often don't deep strike them behind enemy lines. I quite often deep strike them to support somewhere else, deep strike, deep strike them in the middle or, or towards the flanks. Because I know if I fail that charge and I'm in their back lines, those are going to move away from me and I'm have five Terminators stuck doing nothing for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, but the threat of being in their back line is enough. They have to screen against it. Yeah, just holding them, just the fact that they are in reserve creates an opportunity cost for your opponent that they have to dedicate resources to creating screens. Um, and if they don't, then, yeah, you can drop in somewhere and maybe flip an objective on them. But it depends who I'm playing. It depends It depends on the mission. It depends on the army. I'll often not... De- I'll often not... Like I went against uh, um, Alpha Legion I, and I decided not to combat squad and just make three bricks of Terminators which just, you know... Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. Form a triangle, characters in the middle. You know, Just, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best of luck cracking that nut. So, okay, so two I two like squads that. of these uh, with, you know, two Cyclones, uh, you know, all the Chain Fists, and then Relic Terminators. What's up with these Relic Terminators? The cheap. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's true. It's 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 either relic terminators or it's terminators with double chain fist, uh, double um, lightning claw. Sorry, double chain fist, double lightning claw. Terminators with double lightning claw can be ignored. You know, they can't shoot. They can just be. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas with relic terminators, they've got storm bolters. At least they can do something. You'll often find that they're generally my home objective holders. Seven relic terminators. Who's going to come and deep strike them? And if they deep strike. I can uh, I can all spec scan, I can, you know, I can survive most things that hit me. I can kill chaff. I can shoot stuff that that you know comes down for R and D. You know, I can shoot it yeah. once it's done its R and D before it gets off to do something else. Um, I've dropped them in my current list, um, okay. not because I think they're bad, but because I the problem I've got is I've got nothing that can really do actions. Every time I do an action, I've got a choice. I've got either five or ten Terminators doing nothing, or I spend two CP so they can fire. Yeah. All right. And, you know, I sat I sat long and hard and thought about it and thought, oh, I've got a character that hasn't got an aura or right. can't cast. And I thought about it, and my recent list, I've dropped the relics and swapped them for three Blade Guard and two Command Squad. Not because I think they're particularly better, but because they've got more utility. Yeah, that's one of the things I see, I see you I having a struggle with here is covering, you know, having a big footprint on the board. So I like hold one, hold two missions. You're probably going to do real good. How do you, how about hold two, hold three missions where you need to hold three or four to score eight or twelve? Points? Yeah. Until this last grand tournament, I'd win a total of one six objective missions. Mm. Always struggled. Always yeah. struggled. But. I think it was a realization that, that hit me. What I used to do was, I think, you know, my, my rationale has always been form that triangle, keep tight, keep castled. So what I would do is I'd hit a flank, okay? Take take two on the left or two on the right, keep one in home. Take that flank and then try and push out. And it never worked because the ball's just too wide diagonally. You can't do it. Um... And what it also allows, a lot of those missions are sticky objectives. So what it would normally allow is the opponent to get the other objective in the far corner and then just leave it, yeah. you know, leave nothing on it. And then just everything just pens me in. So 
at this GT, I decided instead of doing that, I'd go for the two middle ones and ignore the two outer ones initially. Once I've consolidated, then I could push out with combat squads or with a deep strike squad to get and to get that fourth objective, and that worked massively better, massively, okay. massively better. So can we, let's, um, just, let's drill back down on that a little bit. So you say starting from like your middle. So like I, I know there's one of the ones that's hold two, hold three, which is like um kind of a sl- it's I don't know I call it the slanty deployment where it's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. table like triangle to triangle that's and it. there's four down across the middle. For the S- you say awful. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so you push to the middle and then try and sit there and then you're like let them you know waste themselves against you and then once they've you know tried to trade into you turn four turn five you push out to grab the one on the one of the flanks that's more applicable. So, so for example, what I would do and what I did do. I actually go through a moment which I usually don't take on six objective maps because there's no objective in the middle. Right. But what I did is I moved my knights and my characters to the middle. Five terminators either side of them. Relics at home. Told the two center objectives. Relics at home. Five terminators kind of supporting at the back. Five in deep strike just to make the opponent have to deal with them and not be able to go Mm -hmm. everywhere. And also mean that they can't immediately leave sticky objectives because if they do, I can just deep strike five terminators on. Yeah. And actually, what I found is having the knights in the middle, even though they can't shoot, meant the enemy didn't want to charge the five terminators either side because I counter charge. Yeah. And it just, it was sort of analysis paralysis where the opponent's going, what do I do? I can kill those five terminators, no problem. But if I do, I get 10 terminators into me. Mm. And it just worked. It just okay. worked. That's um, a, probably the best argument for Osa moment on a non-center objective board I've heard. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, obviously, it's difficult because you've got to have be entirely within six inches. Right. But because my characters are there, my characters are almost always entirely within six inches. So they're still scoring there. Yeah. So I'm still getting 10 more if I can kill vehicles and characters. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Um, so, w- what particular what army was that? Was that uh, was that mission into? Do you remember? So there were two. So the the, the mission, um, the first one was uh, knights. Okay. Um, the imperial knights who say killed killed eight of my knights turn one. So that 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 one went slightly different to that. Actually, that one was just a bit. <laughs> That, that, that was just an odd one, actually, because that was one where I didn't fail a single save, but I also didn't make a single attack roll. Um, <laughs> so uh, that was... Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other one was... Uh, let me have a look. Blood Angels. Yeah, it was Blood Angels. And whenever I fight Blood Angels, I mean, firstly, they look at my army and go, oh, great, my plus one to wound doesn't work. Doesn't work. <laughs> not a, not a whit. But then they go, well, that's okay, because I can control the combat. I can decide where I'm attacking. And they tend to do one or two things. They tend to just gather up and just blitz. throw everything at me. One turn. Everything hits. And it will either kill a load of stuff or bounce off and die. Yeah. Or they um, can skirt around the edges and, and, and try and nip and, and you know, come in and try and do a bit here and try and do a bit there and try and score an R&D and, or whatever, this, that, and the other. And they struggle, and you can see them. And I'm looking at my list going, if he hits me there, I'm, I'm buggered. But 
but they don't because they, they, they're looking at it from their point of view and they're looking at, at how hard can I hit? How can I score? What can I do? And they do struggle. They're not used to it. They're used to their plus one to wound. They're used to, you know, I'm going to wound on twos. I'm going to do my, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and especially and when you put the, through, yeah. Yeah. And then especially when you put the minus one damage on, he kind of goes, oh, I'm all sanguine in regard. Damage two. Brilliant. And you're like, well, yeah, but not if you hit that nope. unit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then that's the one, oh, you, and man. that's the one you present, and that's and line unbreakable is another excellent stratagem against them because the big bricks of death company just like nope, only the front rank. Yeah, so I did that when he uh, he hit my um, hit my relics on my home objective with two squads of uh, of death company, and got as many in as I could. I mean, I'd, I'm not one of those players that will gotcha. I told him about it. I made sure he was well aware of it. Yeah. You can only get so many in. Uh, the way I positioned my, you know, I, I knew who was coming, so I positioned in such a way you can only get so many in, and it absolutely blunted his attack. You know, yeah. And then I go back in with my with my um, lightning claws, hit not use real wounds, and yeah, or chain fists. You know, when they're AP four, AP yeah. five, it's like what save? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it, that so my experience with line and breakable is that it has to be like. You have to plan for its use and you have to position yourself anchored up against something impassable to really funnel them in uh, because you have to declare it at the beginning of the fight phase, not at the beginning of the, of the, you know, when they're targeted. Yep. So they yep. have the opportunity to um, pile in, pile and... in to negate it. Right. So if you're like, yeah, yeah. they got to, you know, they pile in, they've got plenty of movement. I'm not even going to bother with this. Right. Cause they'll just roll around me. But um, especially against things, with big bases, right. Like thunder wolves or, you know, stuff like that, then it's, it can really, really hurt bad. Yeah. It's, it's a really useful, I mean, you can even use it just to force them to position themselves in a certain way, to force them to, to come forward and around, which might mm-hmm. get them off an objective. It might get them um, away from a character aura, for example, where they want to string back to try and get some buff. You're like, well, I'm a line unbreakable. Do you want that buff or do you want to get as many things into combat as possible? Mm. Okay. You know, and and I think I think one of the things I remember sort of uh, hearing about quite early on is the more decisions you can give your opponent, the better. Yes. Because there's some more opportunities for them to make a bad decision. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You want to give yeah. your opponent decisions. You know, the minute the minute your opponent can look at your army and go, "I know exactly what I'm doing." Yeah. And that's fair. And that's why I like Deathwing because I know exactly what I'm doing almost every game. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's good. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what army you've got. It doesn't matter what the map is. I know roughly what I'm doing. You so know? it really, yeah, saves the um, saves the brain power, right? You don't have to spend calories thinking about what your strategy into this is, right? So you either pre-plan all that or is, okay, well, this army does one thing and it's generally applicable in all cases. So I don't have to work super hard. Okay, um, well, I'm glad you talked about the... Games. Yeah, <laughs> it just makes fast. To, to, yeah. Funny enough, that's one, that's one of the things when me and my brother were practicing before our very first tournament. Our games were taking four to five hours, yeah. and we were looking at it, going, "How do how do you play in three hours?" You know, and the answer is you learn your list, you learn your list really well, and you know what you're doing, and you you you, you pre-plan, you get your strats ready, you know what you know, and and now three hours is a long game, a tournament. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. very rarely playing to time. But, you know, I think that's key for any army. You've got to know it really, really well. Um, I looked at potentially uh, moving into um, playing Chaos Space Marines, but I just I just don't know them well enough. It would take me ages. I'd run out of time. It's a really complex army. They're so, like, I bought the Codex. I have a Chaos Army as well, and it just, 
I don't know, man. <laughs> There's so much stuff you can do with them. But yeah, it's this late in an edition. I don't know if I want to learn a new army. <laughs> so, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's a good point as well. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, you said about the changes. Um, yeah. What yeah. do you, what do you, what's your, how do you change this moving forward? So, the, um, one of the things that came out of, again, the Facebook group was someone looked at my list and went, why have you given your chaplain a chainsaw? Because he's just, the, he's crazier than a chainsaw. So I said, well, because it's free. You know, yeah, he's not a buffing character. It, it's free. It gives him one extra attack. You know, if he is jumping in somewhere and hitting someone with his crozius, I get a bonus chainsaw attack. Brilliant. He went, and this guy went, yeah, but, but a combi melt is five points. And I was like, <laughs> That's oh, oh, it is. Because okay. if he's going to shoot, he's either going to be sat behind Terminators just shooting, in which case a melter shot. Great. That might do something. But if I am going to go for martial interdiction, and he can jump next to a character, so he, he's going to ignore lookout, sir. Shoot yep. him in the face with a melter before charging in might might do the trick. Hmm. Yeah, and the way melters yeah. work, I mean, is like you don't want to actually kill the guy; you want to kill him in hand to hand combat. But right. yeah, there's some situations where that would uh, you know, just like really soften him up, and because because Croziuses aren't the best weapons that you can take. Yeah. You know, minus one AP, two damage, like, ah, yeah, sure. But a Melta, hmm, okay, that's interesting. I might have to, might have to take the chainsaw off my, my jump chaplain. Yeah, yeah, like I, 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 funny enough, I've got a few uh, jump chaplains, uh, and I repainted my Space Wolf one, <laughs> repainted <laughs> his shoulder pad, <laughs> mm -hmm. chopped off his chainsaw, put a combi melt on, and he's now my, um, he's now my jump chaplain. Um, so, uh, yeah, I haven't played that yet, but uh, I think oh, that's a good idea. Let's give that a try. And I haven't got the CP to give him a relic. Um, I've right. got one CP spared. I need that for, um, secret agenda. Mar yeah. For, for um, agenda, yeah. so I haven't got, otherwise I'd give him, you know, the, either a teeth of terror or the, um, whatever the Crozius, the benediction the Crozius. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The three damage. Um, Crozius, yeah. but again, <sighs> Investing a CP in a relic for a guy who who may never get into combat, who isn't designed to get into combat, is it worth it? I don't know. Maybe not. Okay. Um, so the other change was losing the relics and switching them to the to the three blade guard and the two command squad. Um, and my plan there is to have them initially guard my home objective. Now, none of them were upset. I get that, but because there's two units, I can hopefully use one to screen the second. So whatever char does get to charge me only hits one of the two, which means I get a counter charge. Okay. Mm -hmm. If they ignore my home objective, which many pe many armies do, I've then got Blade Guard who can move six, who can then leave and just leave two command squad. Yeah, you know, it's pretty cheap. 90 it's pretty points cheap. to cover home objective. And I've got actions, you know, like Data Scry. Now, yeah. I, I usually run banners, and with Data Scry, I can run banners and Data Scry. Do, they can both do an action, and everybody else can go off and do their own things. So, okay, know? so when you say two command squad, you mean a two man command squad, not Sorry, two yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're with, equipped Thunder, with Thunderhammer Thunder Thunder Hammer Storm Shields, because okay. I just want them to live. Same, yeah. same with the, uh, obviously, Blade Guard, they've got Storm Shields, because, you know, mm -hmm. obviously that's what they, they come, come with. It, yeah. Um, 
but because I want them to live. I'm not I'm not worried too much about what they do as long as they hold that home objective, do actions. And then potentially in the late game the three blade guard might come out and do something. Um you know, depending they on what they, what the opponent does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent they can. But they're not part of my strategy per se. Right. If you know what I mean. They're kind of a redundancy. They're kind of there if needed. Right. Um so those uh, my my philosophy of list building I've got two main philosophies. One is don't change more than two things per when you change a list. Yeah. Because you can't test it properly if you if you're changing too much. You know, if you change a whole bunch of stuff and it doesn't work, what well, did it was it because of this thing or that thing or, or mm. you know, what did I lose? So you're speaking deeply to my minor changes. heart right now. That's good. Yeah. Inter- oh, <laughs> although to be fair, no no, I did make a third change saying that. Don't, don't make more than three. It's starting to like Monty Python, isn't it? Don't make more than three change because I did. Uh, I did promote my um, my ancient to give him the plus one to hit. Yeah, that's. I don't know if that's a huge change though. That's like no. you're adding one piece of functionality. You're not like changing a fundamental core strat- strategy. No, no, no. So, but the, the reason I did that was again just to give a bit of utility. Save me having to use Fury the first from time to time, which is mm-hmm. you yeah. know a strategy yeah. I do end up using. Or even combine it with Fury the first when I charge, so my chain fist is still hitting on a two plus. Ah, oh, love it, brilliant, yeah. You know, that's, um, <laughs> that's really good. You know, I often use Fury the first on the opponent's turn to hit with chain fist on a two plus, mm-hmm. um, yep. or, which is something know, no one's going to see coming. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, and then potentially righteous repugnance of the rerolls and blah 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 blah. So, um, so yeah, so that it's. It's minor changes. Um, the other thing, my my strategy in building Deathwing lists is, if it's not a Terminator, why isn't it a Terminator? And that yeah, might that's... be controversial. <laughs> well, that that hits uh, hits something I was going to ask you, Alan, because something that Heath and I have been talking about uh, for months now is the having Ravenwing Knights in list because we've seen some people run big blobs of them and they've done really well. And Heath has tried running big blob of Deathwing or Ravenwing Knights and is, yeah. and has struggled. And the fact that you can actually throw them into a Deathwing list and run them around because they have the inner circle key where they can do inter- martial interdiction. They can go in and not mess up all your special rules. And I was going to ask you uh, what you thought about that. And it sounds like that is not something you're interested in. No, I've I've tried it. I've tried it, and and frankly, you know, if your opponent wants to take out a bunch of Ravenwing knights and there's a bunch of Terminators, and they decide to focus their fire on the Ravenwing knights, they're going to kill them. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my experience. Is they're not they're not that hard to kill, and the transhuman and the two up armor with armor contempt is, yeah. Once again, there's people out there that know how to do it. I'm not one of them, so I'm the same. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm probably one of the worst Ravenwing players out. I've tried Ravenwing armies, and I, and I really don't. I, I don't understand. I, you know, my mentality is sit brick and, 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 you know, right. But you know, it's like if you bring a Redemptor, well, all the anti-tank fire is going to go into the Redemptor. It's going to die, turn one, mm-hmm. and then they're going to turn on your, on your, on your, yeah, on your uh, turn. Giving them something to kill. You're giving yeah. them something to kill. So every time I look at it and go. If it's not a Terminator, why isn't it a Terminator? So, you know, I've tried more characters, and I think you can go to the stage where you're over-protecting your Terminators, and actually just having more Terminators might just be the key. So I did a little trial. I did uh, four days at the LGT, London Grand Mm -hmm. Tournament, because they had an RTT on the Friday, 
and then a two-day grand tournament and an RTT on the Monday. And because I was there for four days with 11 games, on day four, I thought my brain is going to be fried anyway. Let's do an experiment. Let's see if my theory of if it's not a Terminator, why not? And I brought, I think it was something like 50 Terminators. I need to double check the exact number. But as cheap as I could get them. And a chaplain. And I went 2-1. Nice. You know, only <laughs> losing to a Jakari player who came 56th in the in the main GT. You know, a really good Jakari player who threw everything at me turn two. Literally his entire army hit my front line turn two. Um, and it was still close. It was still close, you know. Um, I've got some bad roles, um, especially with my, my chaplain. Um, but yeah, if it's not a Terminator, why isn't it a Terminator? And I see people trying to do too much. What? Because oh, it's like, oh, Deathwing, they're, they're not fast, they're not this, they don't have a lot of firepower. And, and they try and make up the weaknesses. But in my experience, yeah. it just over-dilutes. Just over-dilutes. Hmm. I think if you're going to bring a, a, a tri-wing list and bring some Terminators, that's fine. Because they're there for a reason. They're there as a punch. They're there as a shield. Whatever. If you're going to bring a Raven Wing list and you want to bring some, you know, a patrol detachment for infiltrators or Redemptor or whatever, fine, I can see that. But if you're going to run Deathwing, you've got to lean into your strengths. Because the okay. minute you dilute your list too much, you're taking away those. And actually, you know, your opponent can then pick off those other bits or focus more you know, just getting Terminators and you haven't got enough to do what you need to do. And then you're below critical mass on your Terminators. Yeah. Like if you've got 15 or less, then they can, modern armies put out enough damage that they can kill 15 Terminators. Yes. 30, different story. I think. Yeah, so 37, 37 in my last yeah. list. And now it's yeah. going to be, well, 32 and three and three Blade Guard, you know, so 30, 35 tough things yeah. with a couple of characters. Yeah, um, <sighs> Blade Guard are definitely nowhere near as resilient as Terminators. No, they are not. Yeah, it, it's surprising um, how how much of a difference it makes. Uh, I, I ran you know a, a unit of six Blade Guard and split them just to do what you're talking about, like try and get the mission object actions, try and get the the banners, and you know a unit of five Shroud Runners just just you know shoots them to death without that much trouble. Terminators, yeah, not so I'm, much. No, especially when they're in ruins, you know. Yeah. But it's the combination of, you know, the lack of AOC, the three up basic save. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, two up with the shield, but, but without yeah, three up without base, AOC. two up with the shield, so no armor. But without cover, AOC. Yeah. Whereas you're terminated with shields of a one up save or zero mm -hmm. up saving cover. It, 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 it's, it's big. But they've got the four plus invuln still. So they're still, you know, they're yeah. still able, able to shrug off a melter. Potentially fifty, you know, fifty percent of the time, or you know, uh, uh, an armager's chain fist, or or whatever, yeah. something that's yeah. You can't you can't just throw trash into your into the back line and think that they're gonna do it. Like yeah, like a unit of five, you know, Vanguard vets isn't gonna walk into three Deathwing Blade Guard and just like guarantee to beat win that matchup. So they have to really put something serious into it, right? Same yeah. thing with two Deathwing Command Squads. Like you got to think about what you're gonna try and send into that matchup. Because uh, it's not gonna, it's not easy to win. You can't just go clear them off an objective like you know a unit of servitors or five you know in intercessors or something. Oh, and when we yeah, charge yeah, into them, 
when you're charging into them, then you're taking away the big disadvantage with the Thunder Hammer of being minus one because they're just going to get the plus one for not moving. So you're actually making them yeah. better. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've seen a lot of people, you know, experimenting with tra- taking stubborn defiance with infiltrators, for example. You know, and, you know, I look at it and think, well, if it's five infiltrators, then all the opponent's got to do is move five models onto that objective and it breaks the, breaks the, breaks your streak. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. You know, against knights, that's an armager. An armager touches touches the the range of the objective and the streak's gone. It resets. Yep. You know. Yeah. You put ten on there. Okay. You you've got a bit more chance. But if your opponent sees ten on there, they're going to focus that down. I think. I think they're going to go hard into it. And again, I look at it and go, that's 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 however many points worth of terminators I could have. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I tried to build a list that would that would successfully do stubborn defiance, and you basically have to commit five or six hundred points to your list. You know, between the infiltrators and like I went with like a Phobos librarian to like cast yeah. the shrouding on them so you couldn't target them, and it's still like you know, and then like blade guard or something in the front to screen them, and that you're just you're spend so much effort to prevent this from happening, and it's just like you know what. I could do other things. I could just do other things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I took Stop and Defiance one mission. It was the one where you can move the objectives. Oh, uh, yeah. The ABAB the one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you can move an objective. You can't move it into your deployment zone, but you can move it in range of your deployment zone. Yeah, that makes so you can oh, start sense. in yeah. range of it. Um, in fact, that was that was against the Alpha Legion, and that and that was the one where I decided not to combat squad. And one of the main reasons for that was because I wanted ten Terminators on that objective, because you ain't yep. shifting ten Terminators without putting a lot of effort into it. Yep. Um, and you know, he chose to ignore that objective, which was which was good for me. But at the same time, it then had ten Terminators doing very little, you know, with with ranged fire, you know, not getting to use their. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the Terminators aren't really there for range. Even with Cyclones, you yeah. might get lucky. But it's yeah. only AP2, AP3 turn one. With Arm of Contempt, AP1. Not enough. Um, Not enough. D6 damage, very swingy when you do yeah. get through. Um, so you can't rely on them. Um, but that was one where uh, I left them on until turn four. And then he moved his Disco Lord... Uh, into he charged a disco lord into another group of turnators that was that was relatively close, and his disco lord was my martial interdiction target, which of course he oh, didn't nice. know. Okay, so <laughs> I had ten terminators within relatively you know short after move with a relatively short charge, and I was like, yeah, I can either I can either <laughs> drop five points on stubborn defiance and get fifteen. Yeah, that or seems stay like where good, I am. You know, so it seems like so, a good yeah. trade. Yeah. But I would have got 15 had I wanted 15. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I had to guarantee the martial interdiction and uh, 10 Terminators into a Disco sure. Lord. He's, yeah. 10 he, Terminators he with Chain Fists into a Disco Lord. Chain Fists, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Man. Okay. Yeah, I mean, have, have we really, we, I don't think we've mentioned why Chain Fists, because I get asked that quite a lot, why not Power Fists? And people will go to me, I prefer the guaranteed two damage. I can kill a, I can kill a Marine with two damage, you know. Um... I want two damage. If I've got one, if I've got D three and I'm rolling one damage, then potentially two chain fist hits to kill a marine. It's not good. And 
Nah. If that's your meta, I get that. Yeah. If, if you're into marine meta, I can understand that. But Chain Fist getting an extra Pippa Baby P in, in, in an AOC meta. That's, that's, the, that's the clip. That is 100% why I like him. You've got a lot of minus one damage out there between that's Death Guard, between uh, you know Dreadnoughts, uh, lots of other things can give minus one damage. Well, if I'm rolling a D3, I've got a chance of rolling a three and getting and getting a, a, you know effective two damage, net two damage. Yeah. That's worth it. And then against vehicles, flat three. So you know against yeah. knights, you know, yes. or dreadnoughts, because effectively against dreadnoughts, effectively it's flat two. You know, yeah, you and you're rerolling. And you're rerolling all your hit, your and wounds. Are you rerolling yep. if you're in um, if you're uh, assault doctrine? doctrine. Yeah. Assault, assault doctrine. Assault yeah. doctrine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I'm a I'm a fan. I've I've got half of my relics with chain fists, uh, and then I'm just trying, always trying to scrounge up more because I I want to go all chain fists because it's definitely. So why relics? Uh, well, one, like you said, they're cheap, and uh, model for me personally, model limitations. Um, I have a bunch, of, so I've got ten that I painted up just because I wanted to because I didn't have any, and then I've got ten regular terminators, and I've got ten Deathwing knights. Um, and then all the rest of my Terminators are like got flamers and plasma cannons and other stuff. And so I'm a little model limited on it because I, I bought most of my Terminator collection back in fifth edition when Apocalypse came out. And I just got a bunch of eBay lots. So, um, but relics, yeah, because because they're cheap. And honestly, but then the, they're no cheaper with chain fists, though, are they? Stormbolt to chain no, they're, fist. They're, they're, they're well, no, they're they're cheaper than regular Terminators because the the chain fists are the same price as the power fist. So yeah yeah with, yeah yeah um oh yeah yeah um well once again model limitations I, so if, if I do yeah, five yeah. with chain fists and five with lightning claws they're still cheaper than a regular squad yeah, of yeah, terminators yeah. and um you can do you know like you can split them up however you want and I think there's some utility in saying okay well the sergeant's got a chain fist and then maybe if you want to like hold someone your objective or you, you can actually split it up so you have mixed utility, two chain fists or three chain fists to one squad and two or three lighting claws in the other. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they make good make a good objective sitter because it's 185 points to sit that unit on, on your home objective, uh, which, once again, a, a command squad I think would be better because they can do the action and it's 90 points out of the game instead of, you know, 185. Um, but, yeah, and then... Um, I wish I had some. Uh, I was you, the the. What do you think about the Reaper auto cannons for the relic for the relics? So, again, with the relics, I, I wanted them cheap. So I think I think with relics, you know, if you're gonna the normal Deathwing Terminators get the advantage of mixing your loadout, so you can put your shields yeah. in, you can put your cyclones on. With your relics, you can put grenade launchers on. You can give them um, an auto cannon. But like I haven't used my normal, you know, the auto cannon that came with the sixth edition Dark Angels. You yeah, know, um, yeah. I stopped using that ages ago, and I think the same is true with the relic because you can't rely on your heavy weapons because you're unlikely to just be stood still along, you know, a lot of the time. You like to be moving, so hitting on fours, or you like you to be hiding them because you're taking an objective. So you know, mm -hmm. if your relics are sitting at the back taking an objective. You could put them out in the open, do a bit of shooting, but is it really worth it to, to risk someone focusing them and suddenly losing home objective? So I generally hide them until they're relatively safe and then pop them out and start start with a bit of Stormvolt fire. So I don't really see... 
giving them a heavy weapon it's just going to make them eat up more yeah. points the nice thing about the cyclone of course is it's on top of your storm bolter yeah you know, so you get, you get, you get keep, all of it and you get unlike, unlike, <laughs> you know because then of course you get your rubric marines who can have the the auto cannon and the uh and the oh, um, yeah. thing on the top yeah, somehow and move and fire without penalty how'd they yeah, get away with that brutal. yeah well and does they have uh, rp on top of all that an extra AP with yeah. their storm bolters for some reason, yeah, because crazy. they're made out of dust. <laughs> Somehow that means yeah. they're, they're magic robots. So, yeah. so for me, what I did was because I looked at my original army, and of course, chain fists are hen's teeth. You know, you get mm. one per box of five. It's like, well, how do I, you know, how do I make an army full of chain fists? And in the end, I reached a simple conclusion. I bought a load of uh, chain chainsaws off eBay, and just you know, snipped yeah. glue. Bit of green stuff. There you go. Done. Um, does, um, and does I'd hardly new, recommend other people do that. <laughs> does the new um, Horus Heresy boxes? Do they have like a? So that's I, I have a. I bought a special box. That's how I'm going to do like the combi melta and like combi plasma and plasma for my bikes. But do you? Can you get chain fists out of that? I think. Yeah, I think I think so. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I bought two boxes. So I probably should know because that's when my relics came because everyone went out and bought Horus Heresy boxes. Yeah. yeah, and suddenly the market was flooded with people selling stuff, and I bought my relic Terminator so cheap because everyone was competing to get rid of, you know, all these boxes they'd bought and didn't actually want. Um, but I only built, I say, I built mine all with uh, combi bolters and and lightning claws for. Because I wanted, I wanted the option of cheap Deathwing. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but I'm, there must, there must be, there must be. I'm sure there's, there was. There's a lot. There's got to be some. I, I know the. I was the at the Michigan GT, and I bought some cataphractic Terminator sprues that had extra weapons just to get the extra arms, so that when I open up my Horus Heresy box that my parents bought me for Christmas at Gen Con, uh, I'll have <laughs> enough chain fists to. <laughs> Make cataphracty chain fist terminator. So yeah, there's there's plenty because it was like a dollar a sprue, and I'm like, oh, look at all these special weapons that are hard to get unless you buy spend yeah. forty fifty dollars on a devastator squad. I'll just buy all these melt multi melters for a dollar. Thank you. So yeah, that's I did the same thing with those with those boys. It's funny because I, I I do I do casually play Blood Angels as well, and I've just bought three boxes of Sanctuary Guard, and then you come with three swords per box of five. And it's like Ooh. everyone wants to win swords. So where do these swords come from? I don't know. And like Death Company, you only get one Thunderhammer, one two-handed Thunderhammer per box of five. So where do all these two-handed Thunderhammers that people win, you know, come from? People must either buy box and box loads or 3D print them or whatever. I don't know. 3D but, printer go burr. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a pain as a sort of, you know, someone playing a sort of casual army where you don't want to, you know, have to go to all that hassle, just build that out of the box. Mm -hmm. and, and right. Yeah, uh, no, I, I agree. I, um... Um, something else I've seen a bit recently is people experimenting with normal Terminators, uh, not Deathwing Terminators, for the teleport homer. Oh, I, yes. I was going to bring oh, that yes. up, and, and I ran one of those <laughs> because it gives you the option to, you know, basically it puts behind, with that and like a unit of Deathwing Terminators, or sorry, of command squads, gives you the option to take behind enemy lines. That's what I usually it does. Use it for. I mean, I've I, I've I've looked at it and I've never I've not used it, but I looked at it. And if I'm right, in your movement phase, you remove them from the board. Yes, and then they yeah. come back on the following turn. That is yes. true. Yeah. 
which means you've got a unit of, you know, let's say you win 30, 35 Terminators. You've got a unit of 5 to 10 who you've taken off the board, who may have taken damage already, I don't know, or I don't know what they've been doing up until that point, who are then doing nothing for a turn. That's, yes, that's the downside. It's not an instant thing. It's a, They have to skip a turn, which is the downside. I And I, I agree. Um, that's the thing that makes me eh, about it. Because if they could just on the same turn, just you know, like wings oh. of fire redeploy. Oof, let's let's go. In but, eighth, wasn't it that you could you you place the teleport home and then you could just come yeah. jump back to it? I think wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it's remember. changed now to never... where you can you can drop it in on characters. So like if you have uh, you can drop it in on like your uh, you, yeah your your chaplain you, you can, or but, whatever. But, yeah, you can, but again, it's it's that it's that being off the board for a turn that just makes me kind of well, nervous. That's, that's where you can fix. So, like we were talking earlier, like if you deep strike in a corner and you fail your charge, what do you do? Well, you can pick them up and redeploy them. It fixes that. And then the one time I've used it recently in a tournament, I took a squad that was at the back of the board guarding my home objective, and I needed them somewhere else, so I picked them up and then brought them in more forward later. So that's where I found it useful plus again we were talking about um giving your opponent decisions we need to go yeah these terminators not only can i deep strike them, put them in deep strike at the start of the game i can bring them on the board and then pick them up again and put them somewhere else and people go wait you can do that and i'm like yes and so all of a sudden the screens stay in place a lot longer stay than in place plan on because they're worried about the fact that terminators can move around yeah so one th- one thing i just picked up i just checked the book the teleport homer rule um, you can you can drop them into the teleport homer. It doesn't require them to be not in engagement range. So if they like take a charge, you can just right out of combat. Also, so powerful. there may be some functionality there, which I, I never realized that. Um, I've always used them as the deploy turn one, pick them up turn two, drop them in with something else into behind enemy lines. Um, it's a pretty narrow use case, but I, like. I wanted it. Um, I ran. I, I built that into one of my lists a couple months ago for a tournament where I wanted the option to have behind enemy lines as a, you know, as a, as another potential for secret agenda, um, or like, hey, I could do this, and that way, you know, if, if it's a small elite like custodes or something like that, I can just drop two units into their backfield. They're not going to do anything about it, and that's basically fifteen free points for me. Because if you drop them in, what first turn, that's four. If you drop two units with behind enemy lines, that's four points. The next turn, that's eight points. Right. The next turn, that's 12. And your opponent's just ignoring 12 in the back? Or, I mean, well, it was like, uh, if well t- ten, 10 Terminators in the back, they're just. Well, it'd be five plus two plus a, a command squad. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, do I pivot and go this way to deal with five Terminators? Or, sorry two squads of total seven Terminators that is getting him 15 points, or do I continue with the main thrust of the attack? Right. Once again, it's a decision. If they make, I, I think personally, if they pivot, it's the wrong decision um, for them because I'm going to get at least eight points out of that. I get them four on my, end of my turn. You know, by the end of your turn, you're not going to have killed, you know, killed all of them again. So, you know, I'll get eight points. And maybe if you turn and, and, and change the momentum of your, of your, of your game, like then I can capitalize on that. Um, once again, it's I, worth thinking that, about because, like, because because the objectives are not the secondaries are not that good now. 
Right. Um, so you know, if you want another some flexibility, the option to take another secondary. Once again, it's pretty narrow use case. Yeah, I think it's through. I think it's through. It's, it's definitely worth considering other strategies, particularly once people get used to a certain strategy. Mm-hmm. Although interestingly, I had quite a few people who I played into at the last GT say to me they had originally specced for transhuman because of Leviathan and their prevalence. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But obviously, because of the Leviathan nerf, they'd specced kind of out of trying to deal with transhuman. So interestingly enough, I went into a meta where people were telling me they they weren't they They weren't aiming to deal with it anymore. Um, Yeah. So, you know, the meta does shift and does change, and as people get used to things, um, you know, I did uh, I played against the same Thousand Suns player in two different tournaments back to back, and so the first time. Taking secret agenda marks your interdiction, no worries, got the kill, 15 points, no problem. Second game, I go, oh, I'm going to hide one of my objectives. Of course, he knows exactly what objective I'm taking because I've just played him. So he's learnt, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. he's learnt what to do, but he didn't know which character I'd, pay, I'd change the character. Still managed mm-hmm. to get 15 points, luckily. Um, <laughs> but people will learn because people at the moment don't seem to have learned about martial interdiction. They do not, right. you know, I don't know whether it's because there aren't that many Deathwing, uh, uh, Dark Angels players out there. Um, I normally see one or two at a tournament, max, and that often don't do that well, so people maybe don't quite understand. It, it runs a little under the radar, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. no one so far has ever said to me, once ago, or Secret Agenda, good, ah, Martian Interdiction, except that guy, and that's only because <laughs> I literally played him a month ago at a different tournament. That's yeah, cool. um, I've I've found them some, in Ravenwing lists. You have um, what's it, Samuel? Samuel is the guy we do, or a chaplain. I also one time I played a guy I used a Ravenwing champion to do that because once he fought, I used Swift Strike to run away so he couldn't catch him because he didn't have yeah. that guy doesn't have an inherent yeah. invuln. And I put all the relics into killing power, so I ran in, killed the orc war boss, and ran away. Yeah, I've seen a lot yeah. of people use the the Ravenwing champion. Um, upgraded and then with the, uh, the special relic sword that he can get. Yeah. The triumph, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I like yeah. Samuel for that because he can fly. So it's like on turn three, as he's kind of moving up, you just go, whoop, kill something, whatever character he has, support character that doesn't have an invul, a technomancer or a librarian or something like that, and then just, whoop, 2CP yeah. bounce away. See, it's it's harder for me because obviously I don't have the speed to do things. I've only really got the chaplain yeah. who can jump in and do things, and he's 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 not that reliable. But because you get to choose the character, because they don't know a what you've taken, and b which character you've chosen, I'll always choose whichever character I think he's going to want to get close to me. That's all. So against yep. Blood Angels, it'll be Astarath or Dante. <laughs> You know, against yeah. Jakari, it'll be you know one of their combat characters that wishes forward, not the succubus who 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 uh, consolidates six inches away. One of the ones that you know that stays in. Yeah, you know, um, it's going to be someone I know is going to be at the front line somewhere, so I can get some terminators into them. Yeah, um, you know, it's good. It's a good um, good policy. Yeah, and the yeah, thing about it. the terminators is it all your killing power is in your combat, and so as soon as they kill it. Okay, I'm good. And of course, yeah. because it scores at the end of the game, mm-hmm. they don't even know they've got to try and kill you to yeah. deny you six oh, victory okay. points because you don't have to announce it. Yeah. Um, doesn't I, score I, to end of game. I usually see people think I've taken assassinate. 
like, oh, well, it must be yeah. assassinate. I'm like, oh, it could, it could be. I don't, I don't have to tell you. I have to tell you when I score it, <laughs> right? So, yep. yeah. And uh, one of the games I played, the, the, the one game I lost at the GT against an Iron Hands player, I did, I still managed to score that. He he screened out his uh, contemptor uh, warlord, who was mm-hmm. my target, but he screened him out with characters, and those characters could be charged. And he put his contemptor next to a ruin. So I deep struck in, charged, killed his characters, and then consolidated next to his contemptor dreadnought and boxed him in against the ruin. And of course, he oh, was twin nice. Volkite, so he couldn't he couldn't fight his way out. Mm-hmm. And nice. uh, following turn, yeah, utterly destroyed him. Um, so it's things like that. It's things you know using using terrain. But it's it's hard. It's hard when they're going to screen their characters because they're going to screen their characters anyway. Any, anyone's going to screen their characters, right? Um, Death- but it's hard with Deathwing to 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 guarantee you're going to be able to, you know, get them in and, and kill something. That's why it's really um, the best, like you said, character like armies that have characters that they're going to throw at you, and if they right. don't, then they're hurting themselves, like the Disco Lords, right, and the Smash Captains, and and that kind of stuff, the War Bosses. Yeah, yeah. I've heard some people say they don't secret agenda it because they they want the opponent to know. So they've got to make a difficult choice. Again, it's about giving choices. Huh, okay. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. you're smash you're smash captain. I'm gonna kill him. And then they have to keep the smash captain away because they don't want him to die. Right. I can see the advantage. I can see how that could that could um make it hard for them to you know, to do what they want to do. But potentially you're denying yourself fifteen points. Yeah, that's yeah. a real that's a real like if you're a, also a master poker player. And you're you're about the mind game, right? And that's uh, you know, if you I think in that situation, if you have a skill advantage on your opponent, then that's probably something you would do. I don't know if that's going to help you if you're skill disadvantaged against your opponent or if you're equally matched. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I always go into a tournament assuming my opponent's better than me. Yeah. Because I think to think anything else. Would be arrogant. You know, I, <laughs> is, yeah. I, well, I yeah. You, you, I mean, I've done it before. I've, I've uh, at at the LGT on the Friday. I played, uh, I, I played a, uh, someone on, on a national team with Blood Angels, and beat him. And then on the Saturday, my first game of the, of the LGT proper, same mission. I was playing against a Blood Angels player who I thought had a much worse list, and who was some. You know, as far as I was concerned, some nobody. And I must admit, I got overconfident and I lost. Mm. Yep. And I think, you know, that, it, it taught me a valuable lesson. And it taught me the lesson of just assume your opponent is better than you. And, you know, play against them as if, you know, as if they're going to yeah. win. And you need to do everything you can to stop them winning. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, that's fair. Let me jump back to another another list question here. Um I see that your apothecaries take the grenade launchers. So yeah. how do you use the stasis cell stratagem? Um, I never have. Never have. <laughs> it's just, it's so, okay. <laughs> um, I know it's there. Um, the reason, funny enough, that he's got it is because I bought my Ravenwing army secondhand, and that's what he came with. Okay. So that's what he's... Well, fair enough. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's WYSIWYG. Um, I'm aware of the stratagem, but I mean, is it is it one CP two C? I can't remember. Is it is it, is it one? It's two, two CP. It's two. Two CP, which is but one shot that that could miss. That you fire obviously before the charge because obviously yeah. you need to be able to shoot shoot them. 
And then what? Just so that is it? Is the, they can't fall back, isn't it? I think they can't fall yeah. back. They can't fall back. Yeah. Most, I mean, there are certain things that that can fall back and do stuff, mm-hmm. but a lot of stuff, if it falls back, it's not doing stuff. So if it falls back, meh. Uh, yeah, I've never, I've never used it. I'm sure there'll be a game when I do. I'm sure it will, it, there'll be a moment where I think I need that thing not to fall back for some reason, and I shoot it with the stasis grenade, and I. You know, I do the CP re-roll and still miss. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's 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 a real hard proposition in Nephilim where you just don't start with the CP to right. make a lot of of fluff choices. So, I mean, that's an interesting interesting thing. Actually, speaking of Nephilim, I start with one CP. Mm-hmm. Um, if it wasn't for Secret Agenda, I'd start with zero CP. Frankly, yeah, because what I found with Deathwing is I don't particularly need CP. It's nice to have uh, the odd reroll, the odd uh, maybe I might want to march ten terminators off the board and 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 counter being stationary and still shoot. Might want to do an action. Um, I might want to do counter offensive. Probably do want to do counter offensive because you're getting a CP back in both players' turns. Yeah, you know if you really want to do a counter offensive, you probably can save up and make sure you can do it. It's not a CP heavy army. It's not a CP that relies on its stratagems. It relies on its resilience, and it relies on its punching power. Um, and pre Nephilim, what I'd find is the opponent would go right. Turn one, we're spending ten CP to give this uber buff of doom, uber combo, and just yeah, and yeah. just you just wipe you. Whereas now they can't do that. Um, so I found actually Nephilim's worked quite well into Deathwing because. I don't need the CP. I'm quite happy to trickle it in. Whereas other armies want that kind of yeah. big alpha strike, the big kind of, um, you know. Relying on the right. strength of your data understand. sheet instead of like yeah. trick, you know, fancy strategy exactly. combos. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, so one other question about the decisions you made with this list. So because you, so you've upgraded to the ancient, mostly for the plus one to hit. Um, I, I understand that where your CP budget's at, but why not make the ancient the, you know, so that he has the reroll. Wait, hold on. You mean yeah, the obsec- champion? No, no. Yeah. Um, I was sorry. Oh. I was thinking the champion who gives the reroll to, the reroll to charge on. Oh yeah, never mind. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, to, yeah. To, to be honest, there's a, there's a couple of things I would quite like to have. There's um, there's a a warlord trait. I think it is. Is it warlord trait or relic? Which is plus one to advance and plus one to charge. That's Decisive tactician. Trait. Yeah, and I've seen that used to great um, effect in the Deathwing list. I would love to have that. If only for the advance, because there's a couple of times where I, um, I need to get somewhere. Maybe on the train that, that we tend to use, um, turn one, you can't see the opponent. The opponent can hide their entire army. Yeah? yeah. So turn one, I tend to advance, try and get as many objectives as I can. Yeah. But with a five-inch move and a, a D6, you know, you often need to move nine or ten inches to get within range. So that plus one to advance could get me on all the objectives turn one, potentially. Yeah, um, and it's then also the a bit of reliability charge, in case your chaplain doesn't go off. Yeah, in case the chaplain doesn't go off, the plus one to charge, or the chaplain's somewhere else. So that's one I would like. I would like to take the ancient warlord trait where I get uh, obsec or double obsec if they've already yeah. got obsec. Yeah. That I would take. Um, these are all things. If I wasn't taking secret object, uh, secret agenda, this this is what I'd be um, well, looking to, to spend it on. Would it be worth maybe trading the marked for command to get the to get that? It's a good question. Yeah. 
It's a good question. Cause that, cause, um, yeah. Uh, and again, it depends on matchups. It depends on the meta shifts, I suppose. You know, if yeah. you're going against, you know, you're going against knights and things quite regularly, then yeah, I don't need it. Um, but I'm going against sisters, you know. When you yeah. absolutely need it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's tough. I mean, I've thought about getting rid of the uh, the Apocalypse 3 um, relic, the, the invulnerable one. Uh, because it always means I'm putting him at risk to use it. Yeah. Right. Um, but then I think, well, if I'm coming against Morty or something with a four plus invuln, you know, he's going to take a lot of killing. If I yeah. can give Morty a five plus invuln, you know, that that's massive. The difference is um, the difference between the five up and a four up invuln. Like I played in the Necrons a couple days ago, and just like shoot the champion with the reliquary up next to the silent king and then targeting guidance and everything just goes in and it's a real big like four up you're like i don't know those things could be you know five Sweet up as hell i can yeah i think i can count on this um but like the matchups where you need it you really really need it really really need it. I mean, there's I mean, a it's lot like of matchups where you don't harlequins harlequins yeah a bunch of five ups oh, yeah. uh, four up involves four ups everywhere yeah you know, 50-50 chance they're going to live, you know. Uh, shame it won't work against demons, but, you know, hey-ho. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, demons would be great. And I, I was kind of thinking maybe that with the prevalence of demons coming out, maybe it would be less valuable. But but I don't know. Just, like, it saved my bacon, that one game into Space Wolves, where everything had a Storm Shield. Yep. And just park them up next to the Thunder Wolves and the Wolfen and just let the plasma, you know, cleanse its holy, fl holy flame over them. I think so. that's the thing. I think when it comes in useful, it comes in so useful. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where where it's worth having because if if I didn't have it, I'd, I'd miss it. You know, I'm talking about chain fists that are minus five AP in the assault doctrine. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. minus five AP going, oh, I've got four pinball. You know. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. It, it, you know, it's, 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 it's big and I think it's useful. And, and you know, I think you need to keep looking at your list. You need to evaluate. You need to keep looking and going, did this Warlord trait do anything? Did this Relic do anything? And if it did, and it would have won you or lost you the game not having it, that's where you make those decisions. And I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. I would never say to someone, you must take this, you, you know. Yeah. Apart from possibly the Pendant of Remembrance. I think you're playing Deathwing. I think you, you, you do need that minus one damage. Yeah. Because there's so much damage three stuff out there. And that's the difference between a dead Terminator from one fail save to, you know, taking two fail saves to kill a Terminator. Yeah, with the yeah. with your um with your apothecary to further further throw the math off. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um so yeah. yeah, apart from that, if you're playing Deathwing, it's 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 a matter of style, it's a matter of choice, it's a matter of you know, what works for you. Maybe if you if you're not going to tournaments what your local meta is. Um, or what you're seeing a lot of tournaments, you know, if it was all all demons, if that was all us fight, fighting, then yeah, clearly I'd I'd end up dropping it. Um, but I don't think it's ever going to be. Uh, I think demons, for example, are going to get their flamers points value increased quite drastically yeah. soon, and yeah. um, you know. Um, but I mean, Abaddon, Abaddon's a big one at the moment. You know, he's he's the boogeyman. Get him down to a five up. Um, you, you know. And, Okay, it's still going to take a well, while to kill because you've got to kill him in three phases, you know, three different phases. But yeah, 
Yeah, you can yeah. work on that. Um, yeah. And and Dark Angel getting access to Abaddon because you can hit him in every phase if you really want to. Ab- Abaddon's Abaddon's one of the best phase cap ones because he's only nine wounds um, and does yeah. benefit from lookouts, so unlike yeah. um, Nightbringer. Um, yeah. So he's a hard one, but of course, again, we have a targetable um, one mortal wound spell. This is... So at least we can knock something off him, you know, in the psychic yeah. phase if he's if he's hidden. Uh, but Abaddon's, Abaddon's hard, I think, for Deathwing because any decent player can just hide him. Um, yeah. yeah, and when he, when he decides to fight, he is going to kill a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I ran into yeah. an Alpha Legion with Abaddon at the LGT, and I think he picked up seven Terminators a turn. Ugh. Oh, man. You know. um, yeah, so uh, there are boogeymen out there, um, and he, he he's something that I need to, to, to work out how to deal with. Um, but there's don't, always going to be... Don't the martial addiction target. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Bad but plan. there's always going to be, you know, uh, what, paper, scissors. There's always going to be an army mm-hmm. out there that's your... Right. Your nemesis. There's going to be an army out there that no matter what you do, you just you're going to struggle to beat. You know, unless unless all your dice come up sixes and all their dice come up once. You know, right. So what what um, are your what are your tough matchups right now? Thousand Suns. Because uh, the mortal wound output. Because the mortal wound output. Um, I think I can beat Thousand Suns because I've got mortal wound protection, um, and I have. You know, I have come close to beating Thousand Suns, um, but they're tough. Um, Chaos Base means with a Baden. Um, yep. that's that's a that's a bogeyman. Uh, Drakari. Um, yep. What about Drakari now, enough, Just just the that. weight of mortal wounds they can put. The fight last. The mortal wounds. Just the weight of bodies that come at you. Oddly enough, not the void lances. Void lances, I, I couldn't care less about. Yeah. You might kill a Terminator. Okay, yeah. Um, it's it's just the weight of troops. Um, Harlequins still. Some of the Harlequin mm-hmm. armies are you know potentially quite tough. Again, I'm not really geared up too much. I think the um, the Apocryphy will will help with that. Uh, that Harlequin yeah, Troop Master that. is an absolute problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That dude and ignores can, the whole and, fives and yeah, and they oh. can jump over you and just and just take out yeah. your characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, funny enough, my, my brother uh, was an RTT today, and he's got a Death uh, Guard army, and he faced the new Admech back to where they were, you know, before with the, everything before with the core, nerfs. and yeah, and he, he, he he got nearly table turn too. Yeah, Ugh, yep, that's that's why right. they nerfed him. <laughs> I don't understand why they've just taken all the nerfs off and not just <laughs> slid back a bit. Yeah. But hey ho, yeah. Um, but the guy went one two. So is is obviously Admech and maybe only good against elite armies. I don't I don't know, um, hmm, right? But that's what I've got an elite army. So it scares the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, well, like things that ignore the uh, that bypass your primary defensive mechanic, which is the transhuman. So like yeah. the you know the Skatari Rangers with the rad rounds and Votan Judgment is tough. V- um, Votan scared the crap out of me too. I've not faced Votan yet. Obviously, very new. I, um, I played in the Votan first round of this last tournament and um, uh, I won because he didn't know, he, he didn't have the confidence in his army yet. I was just, I just pushed the middle of board. It was a, a five objective, like table quarter to table quarter. I pushed the middle of board and just sw- rolled in 
and he didn't he picked the wrong secondaries. He didn't get out of his uh, deployment zone until turn four. He basically tabled me. I had two squads of troops left, but you know, he late. scored he scored fifty points. I scored eighty. So because it just I I pushed him back hard. Now those those uh those railguns are good <laughs> and yeah and um they have a one of their leagues gives literally everything a five up in vol and things that have two up armor so the land fortress gets a four up in vol four up in vol yeah and all those and little they get dudes, four inches extra on their range as well which makes a big difference with the uh, yeah. half range mechanics. yeah and and that's um the invul saves her they make them really durable I was very surprised by how durable they and were. And you can't re-roll wounds. And, you can't, you can't, and they have armor of contempt. So and armor of contempt. Was, it. And you've got that, that stupid champion throwing out D3 plus 3 <laughs> mortal wounds in melee. Yeah, with his, the tactical nuclear hammer. Yeah, he didn't have one of those. Uh, right. We had two Sagittars, a land fortress, um, a, I think a Pioneers, two, uh, two of the, the characters that cap the calls, like a call and a high call, and then like yeah. six... 10 man warrior squads, just just missile launcher, railgun, everything. Uh, and then I've got the the healer to ignore the first damage, and then they bring the healer, D3 yeah. back every turn and yeah. bring, bring one back every turn, bring D3 back every turn, and the sergeant has the four up and bull save and it has two wounds, and they just like don't think you're gonna charge. Like if, if they have if they have if they're that league, you're gonna charge in and you're not gonna do nearly as much as you think you're gonna do. I put I got like yeah. four Deathwing Knights into them. I killed like four guys. If even that, it seems so, the league to go to, to be honest, because they're sort of Terminator equivalent. I've only got two wounds, yeah, um, two up armor safe, no invul, unless so giving them a four up invul is, is real, it's real massive, flesh. massive. Real it flesh, seems yeah. no brainer to me. I mean, there's the toughness one, but for me, I'd rather give my Terminators a four up invul than give everyone yeah. plus one toughness. So, the, the Greater Thurian League, which is the I think the toughest one, is it? I don't know, they're the ones that have the named call that can just dice me, place yeah. into a six. And dice manipulating that land fortress's super railgun to a six uh, is is tasty. Um, my my buddy's starting a Votan army and he's doing that, and it is nuts. Just kills a lot of stuff. It's basically yeah. four in terminators if you fail to save. So, but once again, hey, they're they're AP four weapons. You don't get an invul. My terminators are still taking a four up save, basically four or five up save at worst. No, yeah. not that. Or if, I've not, got, if I've got a shield and cover, three up save. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, alrighty, guys. I'm just, I don't want to be a party pooper, but I'm looking at the clock and I know with the time difference, it's middle of the day for me, early for Heath, but I know it's getting late for Alan. So, I just want to be respectful of Alan's, Alan's time. So, is there any sort yeah. of last question you got for him, Heath, or we want to move in? I know Alan said he grabbed something. He's going to participate in the monthly challenge this oh, month. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, grabbed, I've got some models here. Cool. Uh, just one last real question. Um, what are your three just go-to secondaries? I think we've danced around the topic, but we haven't really just, like, yeah. spotted it. So, obviously, I've said uh, Martian Tradiction, yep. Secret Agenda. The next two are, are hard, but my go-to is Banners. Even with my old okay. list, Banners. Yeah. Um... Even though I'm potentially taking five Terminators out of the fight, it scores well, and I keep that objective. The, the opponent don't take it off me. So banners turn one, you know, when you're home objective, you can't get it on any others because you, if you if you advance, obviously you can't, you know, you can't yeah. do it. But if I can get a second banners off, that you know, start clocking up the points. But the nice thing about banners is if I if I get real good board control in the late game, turn four, turn five, I can lay a couple more down. 
course, they scored double because they scored at the end of the game as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I regularly get 10 plus points in banners. And hopefully with my slight adjustments to the list, I might be able to get a couple of more banners down early games. So hopefully that will um, that'll do okay. okay. And the third one, sorry, for some reason my brain has switched off. Uh, what do I normally take? As you say, it's getting late here. Um, yeah. Oh, it's a moment, obviously. Okay. Um, even though, even though it was nerfed, um, you know, you're not going to fall back because you can't yeah, without right. making a leadership test. But you're not going to, you're not going to fail morale because you can't. So that's five points straight away. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's a central objective, you're probably going to be within the centre for for four out four or five turns. There's nine or ten. Kill a few vehicles or a few characters. You're getting up to twelve, thirteen. If you're really lucky, you might get fifteen. And if, um, as you said before, even if even if it's not a center objective one, you know there is an argument for taking it because you can put, control the middle and then just flex to either side. Exactly. So, so yeah, it's the, those are the go-to's, and obviously you then you then look at what your uh, opponent's army has got and whether it's bring it down or no prisoners or yeah or, or whatever. But those are the three. If you know, if I can only take three secondaries, those are the three that I would um, that I'd focus kind of default on. To. Yeah, and like I say, banners banners was the hardest choice because you never want your elite army really doing actions if you can avoid it. Yeah, um, you know, but it, it's actually scored reasonably well. I mean, I was looking through my, I always keep my uh, my my scoring sheets. Nice, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and what I do, and again, this is advice I give any player: uh, keep your scoring sheets, and at the end of the tournament, go and look at them. You know what did you what scored well, what scored bad, what scored well against which armies on which missions? Um, because if something's constantly scoring badly, change it. You know. Yeah. Um, but what I found is those three always score reasonably well. And what I found with Nephilim is, unlike Natmund, where you were going for fifteen. You're going 15 yeah. per secondary. If, if your secondary wasn't going to score you 15, don't even think about it. And I think the change of mindset in Nephilim is if you can score 10 per secondary, you probably want to take it. Okay. Because they're a lot harder to score, especially for Deathwing. Yeah. yeah. You know, you yeah. might argue differently for Ravenwing. You know, you're probably going to get 15 for Death on the Wind. Yeah. You're going to get 15 um, for Death on the Wind in the first two turns, probably, if you build yeah. the list right. Yeah. But there are some secondaries out there that like that. If you're Necrons, if you're Sisters, you know, you've got some easy 15 secondaries. Yeah. We don't have them in, in Deathwing. <laughs> yeah. And right. Space Marines as a whole don't particularly don't have really those have yeah. easy 15. So so my, my thing is, if I, can, if I can regularly score 10 or more, that's a good secondary. Okay. I'll take it. All right. All right. Shall we move on then? All right. So, looking at the monthly challenge from last month, we had to paint some green wing, uh, and I, I did it this month, Heath. I took all of that yeah. Napoleonic energy I had for the Michigan GT for the last year and put it into my Death Wing or my Dark Angels. So, first thing I got done, this was part of the backlog. I got three aggressors that have been sitting in a box for years. Done. Nice. So that was one. I like the red. I was the one of those. Watchers. That's cool. I was one of those fall. That was that was one of my favorite parts of that model. And then uh, I was one of those fools that bought Prya Nexus just to get these. And then you know what I did? I never painted them, so I got that done this month. 
Uh, and then the one thing I did that was not backlog, but and I think I picked these up at Gen Con and I built them as a part of a thing before, but I got another three plasma inceptors done. Nice. And I've been free handing a lot of the shoulder pads, although I did have the molded shoulder pads for some of them. Nice. So I did 11 okay, Gravis armored bodies in a month. Oof, that's good. Well, I did. Um, I, I got two models done. This one I'm about to show you is I built and painted in the last three weeks. Uh, first time I built something like this in a while, but I got a repulsor executioner done. Oh, nice. amazing. Right. And. Boop. There we go. And we got swappable guns. Let's go. Yep. So, yep, there we go. That's uh, that's what I did there. And then I, I've got... I particularly like your sort, of, your sort of white panels you've dotted about to break up yeah, the, the yeah. green. Yeah, this is how I've done all of my um, all of my tanks ever since I've been playing, you know, yeah. since 2002. Well, I like that because otherwise they can look a bit flat, can't they, sometimes? It, if they're just... Yeah, yeah. And it's... Um, and I try to I try to build the interest and build the highlights with the airbrush. I'm not good enough to really make it pop so i uh so yeah so i have to like break up the big flat panels and that's i kind of hit on that with the the alternating death wing or the the bone but another thing i did when you them out this guy uh, oh yeah look at him gorgeous oh he's gorgeous yeah he's got the the shoulder pads and the armor and the head are all pop goes the monkey so, oh, I remember this guy. Deathwing specific and the, the, the heresy throwback checkers. So all right, all right, Alan, what did you what do you got? So so I'm a speed painter, so I paint a lot. Um it's a part of the hobby I don't particularly enjoy, but I do it to get the end result. So mm -hmm. if you ask me what I paint in the last month, it's probably in the region of thirty plus models. Um, oh, that's good. But the last thing I painted, um, not because I think they're good. Funny enough, we going back to the Facebook page, we did a topic uh, this week on uh, why you don't take Outriders in Ravenwing, okay, which I'm sure you okay. may have talked about in the past, but we, that was the topic of the week. But I got some Outriders with Imperium Magazine, mm -hmm. oh, nice. and I thought I'd paint them Ravenwing because I'm hoping in 10th edition they get good and then I've got them ready. Right. So... Okay. Uh, all right. My yeah, there you can up. see him, yeah. So uh, I painted as a sergeant, painted up yeah. some, some yeah, Ravenwing. There you go. I like okay. that. Some Outriders. So yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's the last thing I did. And I built myself, I bought and built myself a um, Dark Angel-specific Leviathan Dreadnought. Oh, oh nice. love it. The, the, one, the With, Forge World one? Or... Forge World One. Oh yeah. Now yeah. I have <laughs> full range of weapons already from a previous Leviathan or magnetized. Oh, so excellent. I painted those uh, just black and silver, so they can go on any Leviathan. And I'm debating. So, so you, maybe, maybe you can help me. I'm debating what color to do it because obviously your your typical Horus Heresy Leviathan is black, isn't it? It's the old Dark Angels colors. Yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking, but. You know, it's still around in the forty in the forty first millennium. Wouldn't they have repainted it? Would they have left it black? I would. I mean, uh, I don't know. Um, if he's inducted in the Deathwing, they repainted the Deathwing. That was a oh, decision yeah. that came after the Heresy, yeah. right? That was something that came from somewhere else. Yeah. So if he's a member of the Deathwing, then I would guess you could paint either one would work. I would think. 
because I painted my relics bone on the basis mm-hmm. that you know they would have kind of repainted them. Yeah, I would. I would probably go. I've got a. I've got one. I've got one that I did green just because I wanted a green dreadnought. Okay. Um, but so I did it green with the little like assault launcher looking things on the front. I did those bone. Um, oh, that looked nice. But wait, where the hell is that thing? <laughs> oh, there he is. There he is. There he is. I've got so many dreadnoughts. It's not even funny. Yeah, like that. <laughs> okay. So once again, that same kind of like yeah, alternating yeah. green and so, white scheme. So, so you've got like the green, but you've got like the the, the touch of uh, inner circle with the uh, yeah. with the bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. So um, yeah. All, all white. Um, I think you'd probably have to do a lot of like scroll work and stuff to really church it up. But, if you've seen the um, the Dark Angel specific one, it has got some extra bits and yeah, bobs on it. I, yeah, yeah, I recall that. I think I saw one when I was at at, at Warhammer World a few weeks ago or a month ago. Yeah, was how like, was oh. that? Oh my god, it was nice. <laughs> it was it was a it was a like a yeah a twenty year twenty year like I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and I finally managed to do it. So it, it's like Mecca, isn't it? I mean, I live like a, an hour and a quarter away, and I've I've been like two or three times. I never tire yeah. of. Going eating at Bookman's, yeah. going to see the display. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it watching was, the, it was, just looking at the tables great. they've got. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. My I'm buddy glad, and I packed armies, packed armies all the way over there from Hawaii just to play, and uh, we played on the one they have that has a Warlord Titan crash in the middle of it. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No. If you um, want to know more? If you're listening for the first time, you want to know more? Go listen to last month's episode or watch last month's video, episode. We got pictures and we got all that on there. That was the main yeah. feature. So no, the um, I I would have I would have bought one, or a, a, a Forge World Dreadnought, but I already had a Leviathan, and I didn't want to, and I bought a bunch of other stuff. Like, I spent a lot of money. So it's also on last month's um, episode. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it would it would, hmm, it would look good no matter how you did it. It might be interesting to make it black and just put like a a, a white shoulder pad or something, just as like kind yeah. of a a nod up contrast yeah because yeah. yeah, what well, that's one of the things i love about dark angels is you've got three different color schemes in your army right so and there's always a story you can tell about why you painted this particular you know you know models heraldry the way you did so, but it's also like you were saying as well with with the uh with your aggressors the the red on the guns it's really quite striking whereas obviously most chapters are just mm-hmm. have like the black guns or the silver guns or whatever yeah Whereas with Dark Angels, that red contrast against the green, it, you know, the old, works the well. old Christmas Marines, man. <laughs> <laughs> the old Christmas Marines. Oh, yeah. So, all right. So, looking at our community interactions, we had two this month, which is two more than last month, which is excellent. We had Kyle Daniel, who wants more Dark Angels content. Haha, <laughs> excellent as always, gentlemen. So, we have a return listener. Thank you, Kyle, for returning. Hopefully, you'll see this episode. And then there's some guy named Alan P that said, Fun fact, Deathwing Ancient also moves six inches. Uh, I'm not sure why. That Alan guy, he's pretty clever knowing all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I don't know who this guy is. He's clearly got something to say. Must have. <laughs> so. Sounds like a genius. Yeah, yeah, I picked that up. We had a little conversation, didn't we, on the on the thing. Someone mentioned it, and I was like, no. No, they don't. And yeah. I, look in the codex. They've got six-inch movement. Huh. Why? I never realized that. Clearly, he's you, an you ancient. He's got his knees replaced. <laughs> like he's yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got Tartarus armor. Yeah, yeah. But again, you know, an extra inch makes all the difference. So I'm told. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, 
Um, yeah, it's, it's, but it's these little things that this is what I love about the 40k community as a whole. But you know, the more you kind of delve into nicheness coming specifically to Dark Angels, people spot this stuff and they share it. And you know, mm. you reshare it, you reshare it, you reshare it, and you know, people find out and they go, hmm, that's six inches of movement. That might mean, uh, maybe if I put him at the front, he can reach an objective on turn one and do an action while everyone else then advances around him. Yeah, and especially because right. you do his his banner in the command phase. In the command that phase. out, and it won't be affected by the fact that he's doing an action. No, you'd lose your yeah. fight on death aura. Okay. You're probably not going to get killed on turn one anyway. No, and if, you're, if he's with range. a bunch of knights, they, they can't shoot on death anyway. They've got nothing to shoot. Right. Um, yeah. So it's things like that that you know someone tells you the thing about the the, the multi melter on the chaplain. You go, ah, oh, oh yeah, melter, and that's what I love about this community. Combi yeah. combi melter, yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah multi melter yeah. be fantastic. Combi melter, be amazing. <laughs> uh, and it's things like this that I love that people are sharing and resharing and coming up with ideas and you know letting them know how it went. Oh, you tried those infiltrators up in defiance. How did it go? Is it worth me doing it? You know things like that, and people feeding back in. And I think it just benefits the community as a whole, and hopefully, we'll get Dark Angels further up the scoreboard. I think we were currently yeah. sitting at something like thirty-four percent win rate last the last yeah. few weeks or something. You know. Yeah. Well, like I said that's that's why we wanted to do this podcast and try and you know do that long form deep dive content on some of this tech. Uh, hopefully, it'll be useful to somebody. So. Yeah, but I think uh, I think Ravenwing certainly, if you want to be top, are probably where you need to go. Probably with a, a Greenwing Patrol. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think Deathwing have got some legs. That would be my sort of takeaway. I was, I was at the stage where I was about to give up and just go. They can't win six objective maps, you know. But I proved that that they can. <laughs> Very yeah. good. Um, yes, we like this. So, yeah. All, All right, man. Right, well, thank well, you, Alan, for coming and joining us this month. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you uh, for. You come thank back, you for inviting. We'd love to have you me on. And, my cat, who's won't leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's been lovely. It's been really nice. Uh, been really nice being on. And if you're ever back at Warhammer World, hit me up, and uh... it'll probably be a minute. But uh, I will take you up on that. So <laughs> yeah, it's a long trip and a, an expensive one from Hawaii. But I would yeah. love to do it again sometime. So all right. So thank you all yeah. for listening to this month's episode of the Path to Redemption, the Warhammer Forty Thousand Dark Angels podcast. Our next episode will come out in December. Uh, so uh, please subscribe, like, comment below if you're watching us on YouTube or contact us if you're using your preferred podcasting service. Uh, last but not least, we'd like to thank Purple Planet for the use of their music. Until next time, I'm Bailey from Nicholas Wargaming. This is Heath with Table of Hawaii. Stay loyal, Angels. That's out. So stay loyal, Angels. <laughs> <laughs>